Who are you without that routine? Are you still able to be in flow if you don't have that routine? Like, are you, or are you able just to be flexible? And that we have, I feel like the plant-based nutrition is so key to a 43-year-old being able to race Ironmans competitively. And once we get more and more familiar with ourselves as spirit, we can merge all of these faculties in to go out and live our purpose and do the good for all. Everybody that I may have thoughts about, like judging preconceived notions, we're all the same. We're all the same. We're all love. That was Beige and me, and this is episode eight of the YTP. Greetings from Lake Placid, New York. Right now I'm sitting in the conference room at the Lake Placid Visitor Center. Sue Cameron and her crew over here have, like the rest of this heaven on earth town, welcomed us in with open hearts. It's a vortex of love up here and it's going both ways. On behalf of their mission, if you haven't been to Lake Placid, you have to make the trip. I'm hard-pressed to recall another town that is as family and dog-friendly as this town. Hidden swimming holes, hiking, Olympic history, this town is steeped in everything that makes up the perfect vacation. We love it here, and we'll be here through the end of July, so come on up, give us a shout-out, and let's connect. Speaking of connecting, we're coming at you today with another episode of Ask the YTs. I know it's only been a few weeks since we launched our last one, but it's July, and this is a monthly show, and the questions are coming in. So to keep things timely, we decided to record another installment. It seems from the inquiries we've been getting that the YT tribe wants to know how the Ride the High Vibe tour is going and how we're settling into tent life. We address these questions, chat about how we are serving the Lake Placid community, and then dive into a much deeper subject on, you guessed it, the ego. This little bug has been getting lots of attention on the show, but we love it. We share a listener email who's finding herself in inquiry around the idea of the ego. What is it? Is it us? Should we try and love it? What do we do with it? Inquiry is such a great place because inquiry leads to discovery and truth. If something is bogging your mind, stay with it. In other words, sit with it. We find that getting quiet is essential to being able to listen, receive, and understand those things that puzzle us in this life. This is an earth school, you guys, and we're here to learn every single breath. And let's start learning now as we dive into listener questions and parse this concept of the E-G-O. All right, welcome back everybody to the YTP, the Yogi Triathlete podcast. I got Beach here, Ask the YTs. Hey everyone. The July issue of Ask the YTs. We've got um, some questions here that we're going to answer tonight, but I just want to start with uh, thanking everyone who came out to my first yoga class at the studio at High Peak Cyclery here in Lake Placid. Um, they have a yoga studio up here and they graciously have asked me to add to their weekly schedule. I'm teaching a Wednesday night hour of power and um, Saturday, we're going to be doing a yoga for athletes at 5 p.m. And we're going to focus on recovery. So you guys, if you're coming up here to train, get your workouts done so you can get to the mat with me at 5 p.m. We're going to open up your joint space and lengthen your tissues, and it's going to be awesome. So we've been getting a lot of questions about 
what is going on with us up here and how tent life is going. So I want to jump right into it so we can be um, specific and powerful in our podcasting abilities. So BJ, I'm going to ask you, how is tent life going? Tent life? Nothing that I thought it would be like, I'll tell you that. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, Growing up, I did camp a lot with my family and things were quite different. Um, now we've got this six person big tent that is actually pretty cush. You've set it up pretty nicely. Thank you very much. I did. There were some non-negotiables that were fitting in that fit. And one of which was a super cush bed. And it is super cush. I go to bed every night and I wake up feeling phenomenal. It's kind of, it's kind of like princess in the piece. So I just gonna, I'm going to put put the recipe down for everyone. We had some gym flooring in our little workout space. So I've got some gym flooring, which is about the size of a, a, probably like a double bed or a queen size bed. And then on top of that, we have these ridiculously cush crash pads. Like for example, mine self inflates to like three and a half inches and it's an extra large. So I'm swimming in it. And then on top of that, I've got high thread count queen size sheets and then we have our sleeping bags, and then we have a down comforter on top with our Tempur-Pedic pillows. So it's really, really cush, and we still have plenty of room in the tent for meditation. We have our little suitcases in there for Clark. For our office, um, little office, little desks. We, yeah, tell we, them about your, your new desk setup. <laughs> my new desk is sitting in on a block, yoga block, and my desk is my suitcase, my travel suitcase turned sideways on its side and then I put my laptop on top of that yeah it's pretty ergonomic I saw you working on it yesterday yeah and for me I just sit on my meditation pillow and I pop my computer on my suitcase and it's like boom it's yogi triathlete nerve center reborn in 84 square feet the only thing that's been challenging has been the wi-fi yeah, we haven't had say. Wi-Fi at the campground that we're so we're thinking that we could just use our personal hotspots which it they're like that's like a piranha for your data yeah, data gets sucked up. And I think we doubled our data just a few days ago, and we've already come close. So we need to find a campsite with Wi-Fi, and we'll be moving into one next week. So for me, I I love it. Like, I was talking to my sister yesterday, and um, she left me a funny message on my voicemail. She was like, hey, sister, living in the woods like an animal. And I realized, like, I am living in the woods with animals, and it doesn't seem like a big deal to me. And I don't miss our house. And I don't miss um, any of the things that we had. And it was kind of a blur in those last like 48 hours, just having to get out of the house because the new owners were doing the walkthrough before the closing. And some of the things that um, they were on my list of non-negotiables, like they were coming on the trip from the beginning and they didn't make the cut. And we still have probably too much. Like there's I would still, say we have too much. Yeah, there's still yeah. clothes that I haven't worn. But like we were talking to our meditation teacher and he was kind of like having us almost put the brakes on. Like, okay, you guys have just done a huge purge. You know, just sit where you are now and, and see how that goes. So it just doesn't seem like a big deal to me. I love living outside. I was practicing yoga yesterday and um, using this amazing, beautiful, old tree as like my point of concentration. And... It's just a whole new experience to literally be living outside. And Mother Nature's been very kind. We've had some storms come through, but for the most part, it's been really beautiful. Been super and lucky, yeah. As I part. set up a super cush 
bed for us, BJ, you set up a super cush protective compound for us with tarps and all of that. So tarps inside the tent, which is new. So we actually have a tarp inside our tent that's that's all our stuff is on top of one for rainproof and two, you know, Clark is in there with his claws. It actually is a good barrier. Yeah. And we're actually having company this weekend. We've got your athlete Heather coming up and she's racing Ironman Lake Placid as her her first first Ironman. Ironman. So we're so excited and she's plant-based. Love it. So we're going to whip up some awesome plant-based meals and we're going to get her on the course and we're just going to pump her up and um, we're going to send her home just wanting more. However, we only have two forks. Two bowls, yes. two coffee mugs. She's going to have to. So she's going to bring some stuff. She needs to bring a few things. Um, so what are some things? Here's the other question we've been getting. What What is something that maybe you're experiencing that you didn't expect? So right now, I would say it's my training, my, my Ironman training. You know, it's definitely been an adjustment. You know, I don't have the treadmill. I don't have a lap pool. I have to travel eight miles if I want to go to a lap pool, which I haven't yet. But I have this lake, this beautiful, clear, calm lake that I can swim in every day if I want. And I I have been. But uh, getting out of the normal routine, I think, has been a big shift in what we've done since being in the campground. So did you expect that you were just going to kind of still hammer out your same routine, getting up early, getting your... and yeah, and, you ha- know me. <laughs> and how has that changed? Like, and why has that changed? Yeah, I think I had some, I don't think I was fully coherent that, you know, I was giving away my treadmill and I was giving away the pool. You know, it, some things don't happen until they're upon me and they're like right in front of my face. But it's been an adjustment. And I think all these changes have actually helped me as an athlete and as a coach and as a human being because we get so caught up in our routines and routines are great. Routines get you going, and, and they have a they have a, a place. But this experience so far in these two weeks of not being able to work out first thing in the morning or in the afternoon every day, you know, there's things that we have to account for, like who's going to watch Clark, who's going to go into town and get food, who's going to be able to work and who can't work, who's got to watch Clark. Um, those sort of things are coming up more and more. But it's an adjustment and I feel like I'm adjusting and I feel like these challenges are something I probably wouldn't have done on my own if we did not get rid of our house, move out of Newport, move into a tent and start living a more simpler life. So things are a lot more basic now and it's, it's, I'm digging it. Yeah. And you touched upon something that, um, you just said, like your routine, you know, like we get, um, you get into your routine and routines are good. But it's almost like an athlete who gets injured. It's like, who are you without that routine? Are you still able to be in flow if you don't have that routine? Like, are you, Or are you able just to be flexible? And what I've seen from you is that you've been really flexible. Um, and it is like having Clark on this trip, it's like having a child. I mean, it's, it's basically everything that we've tried to avoid for the last almost 20 years. Um, but having Clark with us because it's warm out, it's not like we can just leave him. We can't leave him in the tent. It's really like having a child. So um, the flexibility thing has been huge. What I've seen in like, okay, you get your workout in, I'll stay with Clark, I'll do a little work, is that um, all of that stuff is taking up time. 
And so one thing that I'm experiencing that I didn't expect is that our days are so full. We are sleeping a little, a little more, which is wonderful. I appreciate that. But our days are so full. Like right now, it's 8 o'clock and we're here at the studio and we're recording this podcast, which I'm so fired up to do. But it's like we've been going since 6 o'clock this morning and it's been nonstop. So I really... I didn't expect that. There was part of me, life was so intense towards the end that there was part of me that was like, oh, when we get there, there'll be downtime. But the thing with the downtime is when you're trying to manifest and create this beautiful Ride the High Vibe tour that we're doing, you know, I'm now making connections in our next location and, and planning that out. We did receive official word from Farm Sanctuary that we are going to be volunteering there, which to me was like a dream come true. And then we've had this other wonderful woman, Carol, who used to come to my yoga classes in Newport, happens to be living on a 20-acre farm in Ithaca, New York, right? So here's something I didn't expect, and has invited us to camp on her land. And she is uh, studying vertical farming and permaculture, and her partner, Michael, is um, affiliated with the T. Colin Campbell um, organization, which BJ, you got your plant-based certification Mm -hmm. through them. And so we're going to be hooking up with them and hopefully have them on the show, but making all this stuff happen takes time. Um, so we appreciate all the support and we know you guys are thinking about us by sending us in these questions and, um, just know that we are, um, we are keeping the motivation going here and we're keeping the energy moving forward to make this tour as best as it possibly can be. And um, so I think that's actually a good way to segue into the next question, which is um, how are we serving the Lake Placid community? So there's some people out there that are keeping us accountable, um, <laughs> which I love because we set out to do this and, and understand that, um, you know, I refuse to put any pressure on myself. I, I could feel that energy come in when we first landed here. And I was, all I know is that all I have to do is every morning wake up and meditate and keep my heart open and um, and know that the opportunities and the connections like staying on this 20 acre farm are gonna come to us because of the energy and the love that we're putting out there um, with this tour. So what are we doing up here to serve the Lake Placid community? So right so right off the bat, we've been working with the uh, High Peak Cyclery and their mini try uh, series on Monday nights, which is such a pleasant surprise when we got up here. There's a mini triathlon every week, every Monday night. And it reminds us of what? The Stroking Stride in Boulder, which yeah. is an awesome race Thursday night. It it's so best. awesome. It's so awesome. And it's the community here, let me just say, has welcomed us in with loving arms. It's, it's just incredible. It's like a big family. So it yeah, is. so the try. We've so been... the try, like meeting all the athletes, meeting the people who put it on, the volunteers, everybody is connected to... Lake Placid in some way, whether they race, whether they live here, their family. It's it's such a community and it's so low key. And you can just show up for the race, pay 20 bucks and you do a race. Like there's no logistics. The logistics are kind of thrown out. The logistics are funny. And it was funny because you were in my class tonight and I noticed that um, class was at 5.30, but it started at 5.37. And so I said, um, you know, we're starting a few minutes late. I just want to make sure everybody's okay with the time if we go a few minutes over. And somebody in the class was like, 
Yeah, none of that exists in Lake Placid. And, it's, and it was so funny. I felt so silly in that moment because I've really been picking up on that. And I think part of this um, movement towards flexibility in our own schedules and the way that we've been moving through our days is very much in line with the energy here in town. But I feel we could do either or. I feel like we flow with the energy that's in yeah, like when we get area. to New York City, we're going to flow there. It's going to be there. a little fast-paced. Yeah, like but we, that's fine. We can do that. We can do anything. But right now, we're here in this uh, mountain community, and it's awesome. So yeah, so what have we been doing at the so, try? Well, I did body marking. The first, there were caps the first night, and you did body marking. Um, and then we helped people with the transition, you know, crossing the street, and we stayed to the end. And this this event runs from... The actual race is at 6.30. We get there around 5.30, and it actually ends around 9 o'clock, I would say. It is the longest sprint triathlon ever known to man. It's so awesome. Like, people come up. They hang out afterwards. Brian and Karen Delaney, who own High Peak Cyclery and um, pretty much everything else on this block, um, they run the mini tri, and these people are, they are so awesome. Yeah, everybody's so outpouring of... Just support Whatever and love. They and they love what we're doing. They let me get on the mic the other night at the Tri and talk about the tour. And um, people love being a part of the tribe. We threw some of our Ride the High Vibe shirts into the raffle. And um, we are also going to be uh, offering talks to the community. And we are going to do this on a donation basis. So if people come and they can pay something, great. And if they can't, great. And if they come to the, we're doing them in tandem with my yoga classes. So if they come to the yoga class, then they come for free. The first one that's going to be intro to mindfulness, shining a light on your blind spots. And um, which changed my life once I was able to find that light and then shine it in the right direction was a huge life changer. So I'm really excited about that one. And then BJ, um, what are you, you're going to be leading two, one of which is going to be Friday of Ironman weekend at 2 p.m. So that's Friday, the 22nd of July. And we'll be um, promoting these events so you can find them on our Facebook page. But um, what's the talk that you're doing? This is something really close to me and it's coming more and more into my, you know, my vision, how to thrive um, as an Ironman athlete on a plant-based diet. So awesome. And the more and more I'm training and the more and more i'm eating well and the more and more i'm doing these hard workouts i don't feel worked like my legs are okay and then the next day i'll go out and like my legs are okay and i feel like the the food that goes in my body in addition to the meditation and um everything else happy life (laughs) that we have i feel like the plant-based nutrition is so key to a 43 year old being able to race ironmans competitively So I just want to talk about it and, you know, see if people have questions and share my experiences of how I've successfully been able to do it for the past few years. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. People coming up here for Ironman. That's going to be Friday at 2 p.m. And um, what else are we doing? I am teaching uh, community yoga on the Friday and Saturday of Ironman weekend, July 22nd and July 23rd. That's going to be at Mirror Lake Beach. That is free for everyone, athletes, kids, families, moms, dads, everyone's, non-athletes, dogs. Everybody can come to that. Um, That's going to be at 7 a.m. So, and the other way that I'm realizing that we are making an impact Um, And actually, before Brian left tonight, he said something really beautiful to us about about how they see uh, a lot of people come through here. And and he said, and we help them all. 
right? He, because I, and I believe that. And he said, but you guys are the real deal. And it was was so touching. And, um, and what I'm realizing is that it's not so much of, um, I mean, it is having the organized talks and offering the yoga and volunteering at the events, but it's also these one-on-one, um, exchanges that we're having with local people at the laundromat, the women at the laundromat, um, hanging up my yoga flyer or, um, at the visitors bureau. Are there two women at the burrito place? Yeah. The burrito. Wyatt's burritos. Let's give them a shout out. Burritos, barbecue, Tex-Mex burritos. (laughs) Like they have barbecue in there too, but they have a vegan burrito. And I was so excited when I went into the other night. Lucy and Kirsten. Kirsten. Yeah. Give a shout out to them. So go check out Wyatt's. I'm finding, I guess what I'm saying is that, um, service you guys, you can do service in your everyday life. You can, um, go into work and just be more compassionate. Maybe fully listen to somebody when they talk to you, be there for them, be there for yourself, compassion, self-compassion. These are all ways that we can be of service. You don't have to sell everything you own, um, and, and go on a tour, but I'm finding that those little moments are some of the most beautiful that I've experienced so far. And I had one just small moment today, which I just remembered. I was on river road doing my workout, my up and down river road and I was going out on my harder lap and I saw this guy in the first lap and I picked up my head you know I'm in a, an intense effort and you know you're in the workout and how often do we all just are in that workout we zone in we really don't say hi we don't wave we don't smile I can say I've done it a lot of times but I've started to pick up my head and smile at people and say hello and good morning and even if they're not receptive and then on the way back he saw me again and he saw we were on the same side of the road and he saw I was pushing it and he was like, go get it, man. And he put out his hand for a high five. Aww. Just this normal guy just out there running. And I was so like, beautiful. after that, I was so filled with energy and I, there was no problem in me completing the workout. Right. It was just that moment of slapping a high five with a stranger yeah. on River Road. I know, but you know better now that that's not a stranger. Right. We're all the same. We're all the same. And then you are just reconnecting with another physical being that at their core is exactly the same as you. So it's, I think um, so far this experience up here has been really amazing. We are so, so touched um, by all the support and all the support back home that everyone keeps sending us. And I think, um, any final words on that, BJ? Because then we're going to move into our last... Yeah, let's move in because, you know, we can talk forever about the community here. I think yeah, well, and really... I think this is a really good segue into the next question. So we received an email from a listener. Here it goes. Hey guys, I was hoping you could spend some time fleshing out this concept of the ego that seems to come up again and again. I'm confused about what it actually is, so perhaps a good place to start would be to simply define it. For me, the picture gets painted from hearing you talk is that the ego is a part of you that has very specific wants and desires. And then she goes in to talk about different examples about when we talked about it in, I think, one of the previous episodes. And so then she says, what motivates the ego to make you suffer, keep you separate, engage in non-loving thoughts? Why would a part of us like this even exist? And what psychological function does it serve? And she kind of goes on and on. Um, And she says, I do like this part. Um, I mean, I like it all, but 
It makes me wonder if perhaps we are misunderstanding the ego's intentions. What if, instead of being like the devil that sits on our shoulders whispering instructions and making us act like assholes, it's really more like a well-meaning but misguided friend who is trying to protect us from being or feeling vulnerable. There's so much there. I can't wait to address this. From that perspective, the ego is motivated by self-preservation instead of self-destruction, which makes more sense because humans as a species are hardwired to self-preserve and survive. So moreover, the ego is a part of us, right? If the ultimate goal is to achieve total self-acceptance, shouldn't we be working to accept this part of ourselves as well instead of shutting it down, ignoring, or tuning it out? She goes on a little bit more, but I, I want to, she really hits some really good questions here. And I want to, um, I want to keep this as simple as possible because the ego is something I think that we can talk about for a long time and it has many different facets and people are going to define it differently. So, um, one definition that I really like, and then I'm going to go into how I define it through my study. So Eckhart Tolle, um, in his book, The Power of Now, I like how he describes it. He says, the term ego means different things to different people. But when I use it here, meaning in this book, it means a false self created by an unconscious identification with the mind. False self is really what I want you to take away from this. And so the way that I define it through my studies with my teacher, through Live, Love, Teach, and also my meditation teacher, is that the ego is a separation device, right? That would be kind of what it is. It wants to separate you, to realize that that guy running down River Road is different from you, when in fact, at your core, we are all exactly the same. So when this listener talks about the self-preservation versus self-destruction, yeah, absolutely. The ego is trying to self-preserve itself, right? It wants to remain. It wants you to believe that, that you are a separate autonomous being, right? That's what the ego wants you to see. So let me take it to something right down to the time that we drop into life on this earth. So in the moment of conception, everything is energy. I've said this a million times and I'll say it a million more. Everything is energy. So the moment of conception when the sperm and the egg come together and fertilize, there is an energetic match to an energy, i.e. your soul, and it drops in to the physical world and life here on earth begins. Now, Earth is an ego-based planet that this is not a place of peace. It's, it's actually a place of suffering. And our job here on, in this Earth school is to get back to our roots, to basically decelerate ourselves and back ourselves away from the ways of the world and back into who we truly are, which is a limitless and boundless um, energy source is essentially who we are. But we drop into these physical bodies and our soul forgets that. And we bind into the physical body and the mind and we attach to it. So when life starts in the physical body, right? And I, I mean, you could even say the ego body. Uh, it starts in the medulla. And this is where 
the ego sits. This is my understanding from my spiritual studies, the ego sits in the medulla. So if you think about the ego as a spotlight, the ego in a physical body for most people, that spotlight is turned around, right? It's your soul turned in the opposite direction. So when this listener is saying, well, shouldn't we love it? Yes, that's exactly what you should do with it because anything about um, being angry at it or, um, oh God, my ego, here it comes again. You know, any of that negative charged energy, that is the same energy as the ego. So yes, you want to welcome it into your loving arms because that's who you truly are and you want to help it remember that it needs to turn around, right? Does this make sense, BJ? It does, yeah, I'm following you. Okay, so the only way to do that is meditation, that's it. Because when you meditate, you purify your physical body, and that's what a lot of the, or that's what pranayama is for, it's to purify the blood, it's to purify the body. And um, through meditation, you, you learn that you are not the physical body, that you are not your thoughts, that in the space of stillness, you are something greater. The only way to learn this is meditation. That's it. And so I work with my um, teacher every other week. We have a session, and I've worked with my yoga teacher, Philip, for years now in many, many discussions on the ego. And uh, my recommendation for this person is that they should go to the next live love teach training because we talk so much about the ego and so although I've had all those discussions and all those teachings which feed my intellect and help me understand nothing has provided me the wisdom or the knowing experiences of what the ego truly is than meditation that I learned so much just sitting in stillness, that's where the wisdom drops in. And so um, to even say like, oh, but I want to understand it and I, and I want, I mean, that's, that's even kind of the ego too because who you truly are never wants to know anything because it already does. And Nola said this in our podcast that we just launched She says, we come into this world with everything we already need to know. We already have it. We don't need to learn anything. We just need to get back to it. So if the ego is something that you are trying to figure out, and I get you because that was me, I couldn't understand it. And first of all, I couldn't understand why anybody would not want it. I loved my ego. Um, I did not want to get rid of it at all. When I first started meditating, I thought, well, I'll just meditate and, you know, get this stress-free benefit, but I'm keeping my ego because I like my edge. Um, But then I sat in meditation and I sat in meditation and I sat in meditation day after day after day, year after year after year. And now I'm connected with who I am, with who I truly am. And I understand now that the ego is a misguided friend and that you do want to welcome it into your loving arms and that mine is starting to turn around and what happens is when that spotlight turns around you can now use the ego to help you to further your purpose here on earth like 
the ego will help you with, you know, your will and your drive and your motivation, like to make this ride the high vibe tour a reality takes so much courage, takes so much will, takes so much discipline to every day do something to reach out and connect with people. And I know that, that the ego, and I don't want to say it's my ego because in all truth, there's only one ego. There's only one ego, but there's a piece of it that I am using to turn around and, and direct my light forward for the good of all. And when we start to do everything in our lives for the good of all and not for our bank account, not without for expectation. Yeah, without expectation, not just for our family, mm-hmm. but when you do it for the good of all, you know that that spotlight is trying to turn around. But the only way is meditation. Yeah, I completely agree. I, when I started meditating and you helped me along on that path, uh, and I use the same meditation teacher as you do, that the more and more I do it, the more and more I have control over what I'm thinking about. So what is coming through my mind, I can actually, breathing, you, you say this a lot in yoga, like you breathe, you, if you're in every breath, if you truly are, think about it. When you say that, most people are like, yeah, yeah I was in every breath, but were you really in, did really be in every breath? I don't know how clear I can state that. But if you're thinking about every breath, so in and out, you are there. And that's the only thought in your mind. So you have grabbed control, right, of your thoughts. This is how I have experienced it. And so, and and the ego exists in the thoughts, essentially. Thoughts, the ones that want to say, oh, you've got this to do, or... What are you going to do tomorrow? Or did you remember what you said to that person the other day? Yeah, it's the false self. It's showing up as you. But the more you practice presence, so the ego cannot exist in presence. That's the whole thing about meditation. It can't exist. So meditate more. That's what Bob was always like. Yeah, just meditate more. more. 24 hours a day. Yeah. You always be present moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. It exists in in creating thoughts about the future and um, anxiety, maybe even excitement about the future. It doesn't matter. Or the past. But the ego doesn't exist in the present because when we're present, we're fully available. Like we are in touch with our true nature. And in the present moment is the only space where any kind of change or transformation can occur. So these are things when the ego, and sometimes I refer to it as the negative ego, because again, I don't want to beat the ego down because the ego is a part of this experience, right? Everything is energy. So the ego is just an energetic vibration and we don't want to beat it down. We do want to welcome it in. But for most people who are living asleep, right, who are identifying unconsciously with the mind that they're not living through the conscious mind they're living through the unconscious mind that ego is pretty fierce and it will make you feel better than or less than um it will separate you my family your family i care about you i don't care about you doubt constant doubt and yeah decision fatigue the easiest way uh when i heard that idea of it being a separation device that just nailed it for me so Take away the simplest piece of of this explanation and sit with that. 
So that's what I did. I sat with it. And I noticed that every thought that I had that separated me from another person, I thought, oh, well, then that's the ego. And then, or if it's a, you know, the false self is another great one, right? So who are we truly? We are love. So anything that is not loving is, I would say, ego sent. There is, the ego can be motivating and wonderful, but it's, it's watching it and understanding, right? First, you understand it on an intellectual level. You understand, okay, it's not who I am, but through meditation and only through meditation. <laughs> I'm serious. That's it. Hammer it's that the, home. It's the only way do you start to get the knowing, the experience, the experiencing. That's what Bob says to me. Oh, you're now experiencing. You know, like I knew for a long time, and you're kind of at this point now, BJ, right? Why don't you explain it, what you're kind of doing with other people? Like you're seeing them. Yeah, now. I'm seeing people and everything else. He's getting me to realize that we are, that we are all the same. So you, me, the person at Dunkin' Donuts, everybody that I may have thoughts about, like judging preconceived notions, we're all the same. We're all the same. We're all love. And anything that separates you from them is? Your ego. Ego. Right. right. So I'm seeing this now, and, and it's only been about a week, but, and it's tough. I remember you went through this, and you're yeah. like, I, I love him, but we're all the same. <laughs> And I, and I might not have loved him at that time, but I remember specifically driving up Broadway in Newport and being like, you're me, you're me, you're me. Like looking at everybody on the street, in the car, whether they were driving like a Cadillac or they were homeless. It doesn't matter. It doesn't they were matter. all me. We're all the same. And, and, but coming up and grasping that right away, it's not, it's not going to happen. It's something that it's just a continual process. And I've already, I'm only a week in, but I, I am conscious of seeing people. At, and I don't do it all the time, but a few times a day I'll see people. You know, in Lake Placid, it's pretty busy on Main Street. So just walk down Main Street. And the guy hawking, you know, people to come into his store today. Oh, yeah. Like, the um, f free neck lift without surgery some, guy. Yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> He's us. <laughs> He's us. And I love that guy. <laughs> we're all the same. And that's right. just what he, that's just his path. And we are all the same. He doesn't know what my path is, but we're all connected. We're all love. And I, th I think the more you say that and the more you're conscious of it, the more it becomes ingrained and the more that you believe it and the more it becomes an everyday piece of your life. And then you start to have the experiencing of it. And um, for me, it started in yoga, like after literally years of understanding that we are all the same, it was in a yoga class that I started to see it, that I started to have the experiencing of it where I would look into the eyes. And I think icon, I mean, that's the window of the soul. So when you look into somebody's eyes, you see that they are just like you, that they have insecurities and that they have happiness and that they have sadness and that they have moments where they feel better than and less than. And so you have to start with, and I say that in yoga all the time, like even if it's a thought, start there. Just start with the thought that we are all the same. Or just start, start recognizing the thought. If you had a thought about somebody who... Yeah. Yeah. Just and don't judge it, it because don't judge it, just... to judge a judgment is to be 
seeing through the eyes of the right, ego. Just observe it. You just observe it. Right? Let it pass through. And if you do judge it, then you just observe the judgment. Right. Right. This is how it all starts. Here's and the then cycle. you Yeah. And then you start to it's like an unraveling. It's like this deceleration out of the thought and back into what is true, which is the moment. And I've been thinking a lot about perspective lately as a modus for the ego, that perspective is almost an impetus for the ego to attach to things and become really powerful. So I'll give you an example. There was a Facebook post I saw a couple weeks ago, or and it, somebody had posted um, an article from a, from a newspaper, and it was an opinion piece. And the writer was essentially saying that cyclists um, should not be on the road and that roads are, f- are for cars, okay? So that was kind of the idea behind it. And so the person who posted it um, made a comment about it was upsetting for them. And then the comments below were, I mean, literally crucifying this writer. And so I started to think about perspective, And perspective is a faculty of our mind that does make us unique in this physical existence, right? So we are spirit in a human body, but then we have all these faculties of this human body that, again, we can merge in. Once we get more and more familiar with ourselves as spirit, we can merge all of these faculties in to go out and live our purpose and do the good for all, right? But perspective is one thing that does make us unique because two people can look at the same thing and see it very differently. And But what happens is that the ego can get in there and say, well, I see it this way, that means I'm right. And that means I'm wrong. And so I was reading through these comments. I was kind of grazing over them because they were, they were pretty negative. And... Um, And I was really saddened, and it wasn't because they were crucifying this woman. It was because they were all asleep and that they weren't seeing that this woman is them and that she was just exercising her perspective. And if we see that perspectives is just a faculty of this instrument of our mind, essentially everybody is right and that there is no wrong. Start watching that, that the perspective, these perspectives start to roll into our opinions, our way of living, our routines, um, how we define ourselves. And then what that does is that further separates us. So again, it's not about not having a perspective. It's not about not having an ego. It's don't get mad at the ego. Watch your perspective and see that other people have their own perspectives. And I'm going to go back to it again, but science has shown that when you meditate, the part of your brain that allows you to see the perspectives and accept the perspectives of others, that starts to increase in gray matter. So there's more brain connectivity there. And, And basically what that means is that you're more compassionate, that you can see the view of others. Well said. I don't know what else to add. I mean, that was pretty, pretty simplified, I would say. And I hope that the listeners can, can, can listen to that and understand it. But, you know, reach out to us on this podcast um, through the social media and we'll be able to 
dive in or Jess will be able to dive into it a little bit deeper. Yeah, let us know if you have any questions on that. But also, if you're still curious, read Eckhart Tolle and read other spiritual teachers and, um, and then ask us questions too because this is just our perspective that we're sharing and we're not attached to it. So if there's an easier way to define it, then that's wonderful because we are here like for the good of all. And, and really that's what this podcast is about, is about connecting you guys with people that you may not have met that are going to be able to offer different perspectives and, um, and different roles and purposes that they're living uh, in this earth school. So I think that's it. I think we're going to wrap it up here and head back to the campsite. I can't wait. I'm actually liking the campsite and going into this weekend, we have a spot all set up. It's 4th of July weekend. People are going to be coming into the campground. We've had it to ourselves pretty much the past, you know, seven days, eight days. And it's actually been pretty nice. We've been spreading out and this weekend's going to be big. It's 4th of July. I'm sure it's going to be packed and I'm going to love everyone. And we're all the same. I know. And they're going to be partying and we're going to have to get earplugs or something because we're going to bed at like eight. Nine. It's okay. It's all going to be a practice in loving. Loving, 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 and meditate, meditate, meditate. Meditate. And what else should everybody do, BJ? Ride the high vibe. Heck yeah! So the question of the hour, did we do it? I think we did it. Did we leave you an inquiry? Are you more confused than ever? Do you want to move into a tent? Sit with the concepts that come up for you and watch how they flow, mold, and grow with time. And with a sitting practice, you'll start to see that they self-select and the ones that are not here to further your growth will fall away. And I'm going to leave you with one more idea to ponder. If the ego is false self, as Eckhart Tolle describes it, then its role is to keep you from your true self. And my experience is that our true selves are all that is. We truly are everyone and everything. We are the totality. And without the ego holding us back, dragging us in the opposite direction, that totality will open up and welcome us in. This is where the experiencing that we talked about on the podcast today, this is where that occurs. And this is where the questioning falls away. And this is where we are left with a sense of knowing. This, you guys, is the beauty of possibility in this life here on earth. So namaste and keep looking, seeking, and feeling for the higher vibrations of life.